0: welcome to the fair Chase podcast it's like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna suck, hard, well, but it's also like it. the best later on that's the story you tell
1: I got a new strategy it's you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this aim high play the win and then you aim high you play the win it's a new aiming technique that I'm working on
0: you brought this up yeah is because you had target panic so bad yeah I didn't have it so bad.
1: Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars,
0: spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. By Ooh, using it's a new
1: code, the code TFC20. TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year, we're gonna be running the mission platform or the EDP platform, depending,
0: and uh, running the covert light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime the bow that got me to switch back i think i feel like i got you to switch back you did but but i like but it it's was a because big part. of prime shootability, shooting your bow their accuracy uh, we're big fans of prime They're michigan
1: company jared's shooting the nexus four. four i'm shooting the nexus two this year go check them out g5prime.com jim and georgia from bivouac bow co make some beautiful bows everything from three-piece takedowns to one-piece wood bows uh, everything's really beautiful Made in Michigan, go check them out, bivouacboco.com. We, uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get, tend to get lost a lot. And Jared you o- tend to get lost J- a lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have
0: Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> That's an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids and you can actually download other apps stand locations plot locations whatever pins that you have you can download them onto the HuntWise platform so you're not you can can just hit the ground you're not losing your research yeah so go check this app out huntwise.com you know i was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with vector and like i had to shoot a different arrow would i shoot vectors Oh yeah, for sure. And I said yes, of course. Yeah, I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was, is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight, your tip weight, and they have a, and then you customize uh, the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online, cut and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out: VectorCustomShop.com for ten percent off your order at checkout.
1: Use TFC ten. Good luck out there. Shoot straight.
0: All right, well, welcome to
1: the Fair Chase podcast uh, for this week and actually next week. Just get used to hearing and seeing me because Jared will be out. Um, It's really lonely being by myself. Um, Usually I'm kind of sitting over here and now I'm directly in front of the camera for those of you who are watching on YouTube, but we'll get him back soon. He's just, uh, he's a busy man. Um, Anyways, today we've got a a special guest. Um, Andy, you want to introduce yourself?
2: yeah sure uh my name is Andy blanchard i am the director of product and customer experience at huntwise
1: yeah okay and you you mentioned before the call you've been there what since january is that right
2: (laughs) since january yeah so a little less than a year um and it has been an amazing experience kind of a roller coaster uh coming in, in in the lull of our uh you know, busy season and getting things ready. Uh, built a team of five from the ground up between now and and uh, January. So we've we got a full product team uh, over at uh, at Huntwise now and. It ranges from, uh, UX UI all the way to customer experience, customer service. So it's been a, a really, really amazing experience, uh, to, to date.
1: Yeah. You know, you we know, we were talking a little bit beforehand, but we're huge fans of HuntWise um, just because the mapping is, is so nice. So obviously the hunting stuff, the tracking your route, I use all the time. Um, I left it on though, the other day and it, it tracked my whole kayak ride home too, so it, I could see exactly where I was going in the water, um, but, no, I, I love to use that. We worked with you guys for a while. Um, met years ago. Uh, we, ne- who, we met with Matt, I think, and Spencer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was years ago. And now I feel like just a, a few years later, you've got a, a much larger team. Uh, how is yeah. being part of that? What's that like?
2: That's uh, It's been awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think COVID – uh, if, you know, are you clearing this, your is... throat
1: because of COVID? Is that <laughs> no. do you have COVID right now?
2: That's that's why I didn't come in today. Uh, yeah, that's no, right. <laughs> not, not at all. Um, I, I think you know, obviously, COVID was a, a big hit to a lot of, of businesses and and. I think for us, it was a great push to get people outdoors, um, as unfortunate as it was, but it allowed people to really kind of grasp getting back outdoors, seeing what they wanted to do, seeing the opportunities that were available. And um, we were we were glad to be there and help them. Um, and so that's, that's helped us as far as a business to try and understand, okay, we have our customers, you know, what do they want? What do they need? Yeah. Um, and, and during that time frame, we've, we've grown, uh, when I started, I think we were 13 and now we're up to 20 within a year. Yeah. So we've, we've really, really pushed, um, to try and and react to what our customers are wanting, what our customers are are asking for. And that's kind of my role in my, um, department, uh, within Unwise. So it's, it's been an amazing experience and, uh, yeah, I think we're going to continue to grow and and blow this space up.
1: No, it's, it's been fun to follow. It's been fun to use. Um, I'm a huge topo. Is it, do you I say topo or are you supposed to say topo maps?
2: It's funny internally we, uh, on my team, I have a, a GIS individual and it's topo, topo and I say topo. Yeah. Just, just cause I know how, uh, how some people hold strong to topo. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's people that are very religious about how to say it, but it doesn't, you know, to me either way, it's tomato or tomato.
1: I'm a big fan of whatever that app or the uh, map is. I like the, uh, I like the topo. I'll, I'm going to call it. I decided, um, <laughs> It's. I feel like that is where I go first when I look at a new area. So yeah. starting there, and then I throw. I just throw that alt, uh, the 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 um the top wise uh, uh, 3D map. Uh, what is that one okay. called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, so, yeah. Just for 3D. Yeah. Just a, yeah on top. So it looks it looks great. It, it's it's an awesome app. But I would imagine um, you know, you've grown your team quickly, uh, product yep. T- yep. Uh, development team. So you've been working on anything. You want to maybe talk a little bit about today
2: yeah yeah (laughs) that's a that's a i like that slow slow pitch softball yeah Uh, i'll take that one uh yeah so you know we've been um cranking away again a kind of step back from from the product side we before we didn't really have a product um led department or division within the company so it was marketing and development with with jeff our founder kind of leading it through the through the weeds in that and um it kind of came to a point where, you know, marketing needs to focus and development needed to focus. And, and uh, we need the ability to have that kind of three headed uh, dragon where we can attack each. And um, for me, the, the biggest one with the product was understanding the customers. Um, it starts from there. You know, we can have an amazing product that uh, no one uses, or we can have a product that we listen to people and we make sure that we're hearing what they want. And, uh, one of the big things that we heard over the years and um, have finally uh, uh, the ability to affect that change was trying to, at a local level, so we'll even go as far as like a county level, yeah. understanding the, the rut, um, the whitetail rut sure. in that area. And so we've spent this year um, doing a bunch of research uh, from car crashes to, um, you know, university studies yep. on when the rut is, where it's at, um, you state by the state.
1: Moon? Is the moon factoring in this?
2: So a lot of the studies, um, and again, people are are going to have their own opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried. We asked. tried to we tried to move not far away from opinion, but we tried to back up anything that was a um, passed down generational, uh, thought and said, okay, does this actually hold weight, um, compared to the scientific studies, the collar deer or car crashes or, and and what it actually, a a lot of what we found, um, correlates as far as, and, and we'll, we'll go to the rut. We'll break it apart a little bit, but as far as the rut goes, it's for us and what we're focused on is, um, peak time that a deer is bred. Right. So rut itself, um, there's a lot of ideas around it and floating, but really it's the peak time that a, a female deer is bred. And so, um, what the correlation that we found or what, what the correlation that we've researched and found is the idea, the amount of daylight within a day. Yeah. What is
1: that, um, there's that other... photo period. Is that right?
2: Yep. So, you know, as as the and that's why I think a lot of people, you know, you can say my county's different than your county. A lot of dates you'll see across the board from different companies and different um, places is they give you pretty broad general dates because it does happen pretty generally sure. at the same time of year based on. Um, the, the amount of light that is happening um, there's other factors like you said the moon um, the weather those will play into pushing a couple of weeks or a couple of days difference mm-hmm. um, but generally you have the idea of where uh, based on on timing and, and based on amount of light you know when this is going to happen now what we've done on top of that is um, added a couple other <laughs> secret sauce items to it to understand, you know, a little bit better with Jeff Sturgis coming in, you know, what you should be. So if if we give you a date um, of, uh, or a range, uh, obviously we can't be, you know, 100% accurate just based on a thousand different characteristics or or items. But um, what we can do is say based on your location and all the research that we have, this is when peak rut or this is when pre-rut or lockdown is actually happening. Which, um, you know, it, we, we do have some algorithm that we play into that. A lot of it is research that other people have found, and we're just kind of correlating and bringing it all together. But uh, the, the one thing that we're doing on top of it is telling you within that phase of the rut, what you should be looking for to identify that you're in that phase. Um, and then once you've identified, so once you've put yourself into the equation to say, yes, this is what I'm seeing. And yes, it looks like we're in pre-rut right now. Then, then on top of all of that, we're, we partner with Jeff Sturgis, um, to actually tell you how you should hunt that phase of the rut. So you should be looking for these things. And this is how you should actually go about hunting to be successful in that phase of the rut. Um, and, and it gets better. And to add on top of that, the, the, the other thing that we, we add to the equation is our hunt cast. Sure. So not only I was going to ask
1: about that. They're related. They play off each yeah. other. Yeah.
2: Okay. So totally play off each other. So not only are we, uh, you know, telling you the best time to hunt based on the rut phase that you're in and what you should be looking for and doing, But then also add on top of that the hunt cast and you know the 20 plus characteristics that we put into that algorithm to say this during that time frame this Wednesday is going to be the best time in pre rut for you to go and hunt. Um, We joke internally.
1: It's the most statistically likely, right? Because you're basically taking all things that factor into a percentage. So if it's you know a cold front, you add you know that's X percentage all these things go together and you're saying you know if you had to pick a day and all hunting is all about percentages in my opinion uh yep. and you do all things to you know stack things in your favor or or not and uh you know so that that's what i'm trying to drive at so you're you're going towards a percentage right essentially
2: yeah i mean we can't obviously we we can't stop you from smoking a cigarette in the in the blind right. and or or your property is is not great how you set it up for for mature bucks to live on your property and your neighbors is. Yeah. Um, but what we can do is, is basically tell you, you know, during the rut, during the time, based on all of our algorithm, this is statistically the best time to see, the bucks that you're going after
1: so you're just saying you know we've done all this work the rest is now up to you right at that point i mean you've, you've done we, all that you can do to help somebody we, find a deer
2: we do everything but pull the trigger for you there you
1: go well and you know what the smoking thing happens uh i was out but last week in a place i've never been it was just close to my in-laws um uh, who i'm staying with while my uh, they build my house and i i found this spot, it's like 15 minutes away am like, cool I, I mean i'll try it out i uh, went out in the morning uh Ended up walking through acres of poison ivy. It was like literal acres of poison ivy, but it was kind of rainy, and I, I think it washed off. I never got any. Um, anyways, I I walked about two miles ar- the long way around to get into this this bedding area, and like kind of excited about. It. I think you know, I don't know. I'm seeing some sign. I actually saw. I walking out. It was super foggy, and I'm just I got my lamp on because I can't see. Usually I don't use a lamp um, yeah. too much unless it's really really dark. But it was foggy, so I've got it on, and I I look kind of to the side of the trail, and I see eyes. And there is a a fork, probably maybe a four four or five point, Um, literally 10 feet away, just, like, watching me through the fog. But I think because it was too foggy, it didn't. I don't know. I didn't know, like, I literally could have just thrown a rock at it. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, I walk all all the way around, climb up my tree. I'm feeling good, and um, I hear kind of crashing, but it's dark and it's foggy. I think maybe there's a deer walking through. Didn't hear any clanking or anything like that. Well, it turns out it was a guy, who I didn't see, but he was 40 yards away, kind of tucked behind a tree. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I see like a, a um, like an orange light during the day. I'm like, what the heck is? So I just throw my binoculars on it. He's lighting up a cigarette, and like a minute later, his smoke is just. I'm just he's smelling smell him. it. I'm smelling him, which is not a good sign. So <laughs> I sat there. I'm like, "Dang it, man!" You and he came in through the bedding to get to it. So I'm like, "You know, crap, this sucks." But I'm just gonna stay here. I don't want to, you know, walk out early and you know screw up somebody else's hunt or whatever. Yeah. So I finally, I'm like, I'm getting down. This is ridiculous. This guy was sitting on his platform, just dangling his feet. He didn't have a seat on his tree stand. So he's just. to he have there. a bow? He had a bow. He had it like on one of those little um they like, I think they lock into your, your platform and it's like a a bowl holder.
0: Okay. okay. Um,
1: And so he's just dangling. his like, so I quiet down, I quiet, climb down, pack everything up and walk out. He didn't even notice, had no idea. (laughs) Just kind of like just a clueless guy. So I was like, I think about percentages a lot. I'm like, man, I did all these things for percentage in my favor. It was raining slightly. It was yeah. You know, it was great entrance. It was by a sweet pinch point, right by downwind. Yeah. Downwind, all the things, all the percentages that I could control. Using actually, I used Huntwise quite a bit. Speaking of Huntwise, on that that trip, and then he <laughs> just walked in and just blew it out. So yeah, I mean, you can't control everything.
2: You can't, and and I think the biggest thing for us is that you know, we're not, we would never tell anybody that we are, we're going to make you be able to kill that monster. It is statistical statistics and, and percentages as far as like, this is the opportunity that presents itself as the best time. And, uh, and it's funny, you know, we even, uh, customers to us, to me, at least and, and, and our team in, in general is just, it's very important for us to hear what people don't like do like concerned, are concerned about the app and, um, a lot of people will say you know i took some time off because you guys told me that the best day was this thursday but then the weather changes and the best day is friday right and it's like well you know we're we're sorry that the weather is changing again statistically that's the best day to go out just based on weather pattern so um we try to do our best to tell you when and and where to go and we think with rutcast this just gets you even that much closer to finding the ideal time, um, you know, for me and, and even, you know, a couple other people at the company, we have kids and it is, even if you don't have kids, it's pretty critical to, uh, sorry, the, uh, <laughs> the meeting just popped up. On my oh, there you go. Yeah, we got a meeting book.
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> the, it's just it, it's hard to find time. I mean, even for this to to sit down and carve out some time away from the family. Obviously, it's very important. It's important to us as a company family, um, but we just want to give people the advantage to get out there and do everything that they can uh, to to be successful in the woods.
1: Yeah, your time is limited. Um, I mean, there are certain days where I'm, no matter what, I'm going hunting somewhere, figuring out whether yeah. it be just stalking around or you know, climbing a tree, but. Those days that you, are, those weeks, you're like, well, I have a couple days to pick from. You want to at least stack the odds in your favor, and, and it's nice to have something that kind of combines all these. Because, like you said, there are factors. It's like barometric pressure, wind direction, um, temperature change, right? You know, during during the time you're out there, uh, precipitation, time of year, days, uh, tons of days stuff. leading
2: up to it. Days, like yes. I could uh, i've had such you know i've been hunting i grew up in cadillac so an hour and a half north of grand rapids our, our location i grew up on 80 acres you know my dad taught me how to hunt my brother how to hunt and uh my uncles were always around and they always had opinions and thoughts on what to do and um yeah it's just interesting the lessons i've learned at HuntWise <laughs> since yeah. i've been here that, are, that aren't just um, passed down, that actually have validity as far as data and uh, science behind it, or data and research behind it, that you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. And uh, we were we were just down in Kentucky. Um, we did a, a, a bow hunt down in Kentucky and we're sitting and Jeff Sturgis was coming down with us and we're sitting out there and we're all kind of texting back and forth and it's raining and he's like, man, I'm getting soaked, I'm getting down and uh i i looked at that text and it wasn't bad where i was at it was just kind of sprinkling a little bit and then i'm like you know what if you know if yoda tells you to get down yeah if yoda is done like yeah (laughs) it was i'm done and it was six o'clock and uh i i texted the the guides that will take you out and pick you back up and i texted i said i'm done and he's like what you got an hour left i was like nope i'm done like it was a zero deer day jeff was getting down i was like there's no reason for me to be in here any longer to keep sent around you know i probably if there was any deer you know would, would have busted him but i walked back out and i was hunting with another individual on that same kind of farm and uh i get out there and i, I get in the truck and they come in and i was like did you see anything and they're like no didn't see anything and they <laughs> and so it's just one of those things where you know, I, obviously, your each land is unique, and sure. um, you could have pressure from a neighbor's dog that barks every time a dog comes, and it pushes them one right. way. or, and or you the know corn that.
1: is getting cut, or whatever. totally, yeah.
2: But statistically, you know, we've tried over multiple years to figure out what is the best uh, algorithm for people to use. When I first got here, this was the one thing that I really want to hold true, and, and I want you know our our hunters to understand this: is that I want our app. I don't want you to be having to use it. I want it to be a guide. So I want it to be that dad, that uncle that teaches you what to do and how to do it right. and when to do it. Um, but I don't want you to have to feel like you need this app to go into the woods. It should be a guide that tells you, this is the best day and the best time, and this is how you should plant, and this is where you should set your blinds. But over time, you know, we want people to feel confident going into the woods or knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, Well, you guys guys
1: add the why behind it too, which I've, I found I'm interested in that. I'm, I agree with you. I I would like to learn it and be taught it, but I want to know why. So then I can just kind of, you know, know more as I'm seeing different things out there. So you guys have a lot of explanation, which I've liked about even the phase of the rut. You know, it's like the sign phase right now. I was just reading, um, you know, uh, and that's, it just talks about what, what's happening, why it's happening and then what to do. And it's like, well, if, that's that's all you need to know. And hopefully yeah. you start to, you know, that going forward, you don't have to rely on the app so much.
2: Yeah. And, and I, you know, to me, it's just getting people into the woods. If, if we can be that catalyst that gets somebody in the woods and that shows them success or how to be successful, or they actually use the app and they are successful hunting in the woods. Next time you go out, you're gonna bring somebody with you. And, and that's kind of the whole thesis or the whole core of what we're doing is we want people to have positive experiences. And with the limited amount of time that we have in our lives and, and everything else, if we can help you be more successful that one time, two times, or, you know, that four times that you go out this year, um, we're, that's a win for us. you know that's that's just a pure win for us
1: i think it's it's cool too um you know i've talked to some of you guys about this but there are a lot of guys you know we, we talk to a lot of people on, on this podcast and most people that have been hunting for a long time were introduced by their dad uh you know 100%. or grandpa but most of the time you're dead. so for those people who didn't have that and yeah. i know some and i've that i've gotten into hunting um they did their dad didn't hunt they didn't really do it um, but I was able to, cause I had done it before, but there are people out there who I've talked to plenty of times and they've, no one has shown them. They've got no one to go to. And so to have, have something to give them a little bit of a guide for how to operate in the woods. Um, and we yeah. try to do that with, with these podcasts, with our articles and things too, you know, it, they're just, there's no reason that somebody can't figure a lot of this out on the internet even right now, if they, if that's what they have to
2: yeah. do. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing. It's interesting there's tons and tons of data there's t- people there's a bunch of different phases to the rut um what what i think the advantage of using the app is is that we kind of bring all of those findings and research and maps and you know all of the data that we have and our competitors have is, is is pulled from data sources. What we're doing is we're bringing it together, and then on top of that, we're telling you with the algorithm and, and the research that we've done, and and the years of experience, you know, this is the best the, the best way to do it, or this is one way that we highly recommend based on the you know the facts that we have behind it. So, yeah. it is important for us to get um, people not in the space or people even in the space educated or confident that they can go in and be successful in the woods.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. Um, and it's, it is helpful to know, uh, to know that stuff and to see, I mean, you're picking the brains of guys like Jeff Sturgis, who's like, yeah. you get you have access to like a pretty great white tail mind. Um, yeah. and, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty incredible, uh, prior to that, you'd, you'd have to wait for Jeff to maybe write a book, uh, to, to know what he was talking about. And even then, that doesn't always apply to everything that you're doing. Uh, so to have this huge body of information that you're continually adding to is, is pretty cool. Um, how yeah. does it work? So, so I know, I know, and I, we're not going to do like a an actual walkthrough of the app now, yeah. but you know, say I fire up HuntWise and I go to HuntCast. What, like, wh- where do I? What am I looking at? How am I trying to?
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we just released HuntCast um, last week, and so Rutcast, Right. Sorry, we yep. just <laughs> we just released RutCast in HuntCast yep. uh, last week, and uh, the. There's a couple things that you'll see right away. So if you aren't pro or uh, if you if you're pro or, or basic, um, you'll see the the rutcast modal um, that pops up. Um, you can I- increase your subscription to to elite, and that'll give you on a county by county or a localized rut data for wherever you're at. So um, that first uh, screen that you'll see is the intro screen, kind of it's a timer that ticks down to when pre-rut is starting within your area and so you can click into that and understand um, what uh, you're actually you know what what rutcast is and, and what you should be doing and looking at with it and then as as the rut continues through your area those phases will change and so right now for me, I have six days uh, for the property up in Cadillac. I have six days, 23 hours and uh, 59 minutes until pre-rut from our calculations and on the data that we have, that's when the pre-rut begins there. And so on that day, in, you know, in six days, that card will actually change to say pre-rut and give you a bell curve of kind of the peak rut as the top of the bell. Yep. And then in each of those phases, if you click into that card, Jeff talks through um, what you should be looking for to identify that, you know, there may be characteristics that are different or the timing may be off because of the weather in your area by a couple of days. days. Yeah. So really to identify that I am in, in pre-rut. So yes, I'm seeing these three things. Um, and then once I identify that, yes, I am in pre-rut you can actually understand how to hunt the pre-rut, which, you know, Jeff talks about and loves because there's less pressure in the woods. The deer are just starting to come into rut. Um, there's great opportunity as, you know, in pre-rut and in lockdown as there is uh, peak rut as well.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking at it right now. I have four days and 23 minutes. Okay. That seems like a good thing. That's what I want. Yeah.
2: And, and honestly, you know, there's... The data that we have um, is what all of this is uh, predicated on, but there could be uh, no sign. So Jeff talks about this, where you're sitting in the woods, you don't see any of these things. It doesn't mean that pre-rut's not happening or that peak rut's not happening in your area. It it may mean that you don't have mature bucks on your property right now. The young ones don't
1: make a lot of sign.
2: Yeah, and so it. And so you have, yeah, different, uh, characteristics to look for on top of, you know, just going and sitting in the woods and observing, you know, what's going on. We obviously, you know, we want people to get in the woods and and experience it, even if they have good or bad days, but, um, this will just help you pick the right days uh, on when to go out.
1: That's awesome. That's exciting. (laughs) How how long does it take to develop something like this?
2: (laughs) Uh, it's taken a number of months. I think the biggest thing for us was identifying we didn't want to just be another opinion. Um, so we there's a lot we actually... of those.
1: There's <laughs> there's moon calendars you can buy, there's a lot of stuff and, like that.
2: And yeah, and there's history and, and and data behind a lot of that that's played into our hunt cast uh, algorithm. Mm-hmm. But for Rutcast, um We actually, on our our team, we hired a GIS uh, specialist to focus on getting and gathering, um, again, tons of different research and data to bring all of that together to say, okay this is the date. This is the the peak of Pinnacle for this area. And then based on that, there's some science of a dough comes into heat. Uh, I know I'm going to get flack for this, but I I think it's 28 days. So yep. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have an asterisk on that, but, um, I, I think it's 28 days. And so if she doesn't get bred within that time frame, then the second rut and, uh-huh. and, uh, second or post and secondary is, is when another opportunity when she comes back into estrus and, um, as well as, you know, it takes a certain amount of days, uh, that, that, um, for fawns to be born and so with car crash data a lot of states have not a lot but a number of states have actually sonogrammed the fawn fetus and said based on that data we can go back and say peak rut so you can tell by gestation
1: period subtracting the car seeing how far from the how far away the how old the fetus was essentially yep yep i see Interesting. So,
2: and it's interesting, um, even one of his, uh, our our GIS individuals, Randy, um, we were talking, he's like, Andy, get over here. You got to see this. And there's been, um, I think it's doctoral thesis is on um, that actually car crashes correlate with peak rut. And so he was scrubbing state by state and he was taking all of the data that he could gather from car crashes. And it was getting very, very close. Um, so you know there is there is a definite correlation that we found um, that car crashes kind of correlate to or do correlate to the peak rut.
1: You know what? That's funny. Last year, my father-in-law. I mean, you add this <laughs> data point uh, to your your algorithm here. Uh, my father-in-law smoked like a little buck on the highway, totaled his car. Um, but it was during like like when I was seeing like the hottest rut action. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty
0: sweet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, there's a, a lot of, there's a ton of data points on it. There's a ton of opinion on it. Um, we think we're the best in that regard because we've spent the longest amount of time or, you know, we've, we've definitely put the time in this year, um, focusing on trying to gather all of those data points from the 50 states and identify, uh, you know, when is the peak rut and then based on that, when, you know, when do these other phases of the rut fall. There's some crazy numbers down south Hmm. um, when that would happen. So you're gonna see in the app, you know, you can see swings within counties of I'm in pre rut or there's, you know, 10 days left till pre rut or, you know, one of the, I think down in Florida, there's one that started in August and then there's another one that starts in February. So you have a a big thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of that, again, some of the research that we found is that they've transplanted deer down there. Mm -hmm. So you have some Northern deer that gets transplanted down there. Biology stays within them. Um, And then the weather too, you know, it's warmer, longer. And so you have a peak rut, but the, weather you know can continue that rut a little bit longer if there isn't pushes
1: do you feel like you've um earned then enough credits to consider yourself uh maybe a a doctoral equivalent (laughs) on on deer moving at this point because i mean you're reading (laughs) different theses you know different uh uh, research papers uh i mean you're pretty getting pretty serious about it
2: i mean i think from from our standpoint we've done a lot of research i think you can always learn more you can always get in the field more and observe um there's there's definitely a human error factor that plays into it if you're sitting in the field your odor you walked in differently sure you know there's there's a ton of factors that go into it and we try to remove as many of those as possible when we were gathering the data to say you know car correlation crash correlation is I wasn't sitting there in the woods, trying to view an activity of an animal, putting myself in their space. They were actually running across the road. There was no correlation of me hunting or trying to put pressure on them to see what they were doing. It was just a car crash to this. And based on all the other data, gestation period, um, you can start to correlate some of those things that, yes, a human factor was involved, but it wasn't directly trying to observe this behavior and add yourself into the equation.
1: Yeah, interesting very interesting is that the next update second to take that into account is that uh cast uh
2: i mean i think there's we have some some other great things coming out i, I think the one of the biggest things is you know trying to for me again we want to make you feel as confident as possible going into the woods that what you're doing is is going to you know, provide success and provide a memory um, that you can then pass on or that you can get other people involved in. And um, one of the ideas that we've been kind of toying around with on top of all the other ones is, uh, is journaling. And so we want to be able to have you uh, provide input into the algorithm itself. So, um, you know, whether it's
1: from what you saw
2: Yeah. Okay. I
1: would love that. That is something, because sometimes I write it down in like the notes section. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yep.
2: So, and again, this is, there's, there's tons of ideas out there. There's more ideas than we can develop at this time, at this time. So, Um, But that's just, that's just a, you know, one of those other things of how do we get you involved as the customer or as a hunter into the app itself. So it's not just us telling you what to do, but you feel like you are a part of this, or you actually are a part of the adaptive prediction. So your property is unique. Um, You know, our, our algorithm is, is is broad and we can get it down to the County with the rut, but we want you to be a part of the app itself, a part of the experience. Um, so that's just one of the ideas is, you know, adding journaling or adding reporting into it. So you can, you can feel like you're a part of it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like, so we're what you're set six days away from, from pre rut. Have you been out yet? Uh, Have you been doing a lot of hunting? I
2: I haven't. Um, Dude. I was actually just talking to my wife about, uh, this coming weekend because Thursday, October 21st at 11 AM is, uh, is best time right now. And it correlates to, I have six days. So it'll be right on the edge of pre-rut. Um, so, and then, yeah, the next weekend, Friday, the 29th and October 30th, um, uh, close to Halloween with the kids will be difficult, but I could probably pull a Friday. Um, but
1: you here's the thing though, because, Halloween's on Sunday. So Halloween is Sunday, right? So that might help you a little bit because then they won't, they don't really celebrate it on Sunday. And then maybe you can get like a, a Sunday hunt. That's how I'm playing it. Uh, that's how, that's what I'm doing. I'm actually, well, actually, no, that's not true. That's what I would do this year. I'm gone. I was supposed to be with Matt filming okay. on Manitou Island, North Manitou.
2: Yeah. What happened to that?
1: We're, we're having troubles with, with, uh, getting filming <clears> permits. Uh, because so long story is short ish is you typically you have to get, you can't, or you have to get a special permit. Um, but recently Supreme court case said that you, that's not, you, you have, you can't allow people to hunt on national, I think national parkland. I know I'm probably <laughs> butchering this in the moment, but um, anyways, we're not sure if the, what happens is uh, if wilderness area falls within that or if it's excluded and I think it's excluded but i've called everybody everybody i know that could help and, and see what, what they would, could figure out but me and jared might just uh you know cell phone picture it when we're out there uh which would be fun uh but it would, it would have been fun to have matt out and film
2: yeah he's actually uh he's out in colorado right now doing uh, an elcon
1: i saw that with, with spencer right Your not brother yeah
2: my yeah my not brother at the company um yeah, him and uh, him, Spencer and Jeff and a couple of Jeff's buddies are out out doing an elk hunt, and this is the first time I think uh, Spencer's you know gone after elk, so it's it's a pretty cool time, and they've they've already got one um, one bagged, and I think Jeff was saying they've seen some other ones, so. Hopefully, hopefully they come back with some good stories.
1: That's sweet. well. And now, I mean, Spencer and Jeff are out. Is it kind of like a party in the office right now? Like anything goes? Is there, is, there, <laughs> is there order when they're gone?
2: It's it's funny how uh, you know. I, obviously, Jeff Jeff founded the company, and Spencer was a a fast follow. So, uh, you know, they've been leading the charge for a number of years and have been doing an amazing job. I think uh, we had talked before before we started this that they're their mindset in as far as is hiring has been great. Um, and so, you know, everybody that they've hired has kept that same mindset and everybody that, you know, we're hiring keeps the same mindset. So we really don't skip a beat when, when people leave. Um, not that they're not missed by any means, sure. but, uh, and they're listening with, to
1: this. So they'll be They're They're <laughs> gonna, you know, you have to say this.
2: I, yeah, I gotta say, but no, we're, uh, we're definitely heads down t- during this time of sea time of year t- or during the season. Um, yeah, and talking about getting now, it's it's harder for us, uh, especially with the app and and on my team, customer service, trying to respond to people within a timely matter. To, to you know, you obviously you pay money for the app, and we respect that, and we want to make sure that we respond to you in a timely fashion. So,
1: no, that's awesome. No, we like I said, we've appreciated you guys, um, appreciated the uh, the updates that you keep uh, have coming out, <laughs> and um, and all the work you're doing. So. Uh, for people who are listening and want to check out HuntWise, you know, how do, how do they look at it? How do they follow the videos that that HuntWise has been putting out, which have been awesome. The, the caribou one is great. Where should they check you guys out?
2: So you can, you can check us out obviously on YouTube and Instagram. Um, we're there, we've, we've got a a pretty good following and, uh, we just, Matt, as you talked about earlier, just came out with Average Joe. They went up to Alaska and did a, a self-guided caribou hunt, which was awesome. Yep. Um you can check us out on huntwise.com and then uh, on the App Store, both Android and iOS apps, uh you can get the the Huntwise app there.
1: Excellent. Well, hey, I appreciate you Andy. Uh appreciate you coming on talking about it and and for everybody who's out there if you if you're looking to get a map, looking to get into hunting, looking to improve hunting, check out Huntwise. I'll say it. Whether or not we work together, I I would use it and actually I had prior to it. So, appreciate you
0: guys and, and thanks again for coming on
2: yeah good luck this season you too
0: hey everybody thanks for listening to this episode we really do appreciate it if you want to go on to any kind of social media platform give us a like share subscribe you know it really helps us out keeps the train rolling and if you guys really like what you're listening here give us a five either time. way if, even if you don't like it even if you don't like review, it five stars helps cool. everyone out you see you out there